This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. This week's slate of quarterly earnings results will include big-box retailers Target and Walmart, which will provide investors with more information on consumer spending trends during the COVID-19 pandemic recovery. New economic data on housing starts, building permits, and existing home sales will also offer an update on the state of the housing market, which has started to cool as mortgage interest rates tick up and inventory tightens. Walmart has been one of the major beneficiaries of pandemic-era pantry-loading trends, and sales have also received boosts from multiple rounds of government-issued stimulus checks. Walmart reported record fourth-quarter and full-year sales in February, with U.S. comparable same-store sales up 8.6% in the final three months of 2020, accelerating over the prior quarter. However, this momentum likely slowed down in the first three months of the year, even as two more rounds of direct checks to most Americans were distributed. Consensus analysts are looking to see revenue dip 2% over last year to $131.99 billion. That would mark the big-box retailer's first year-over-year revenue drop since 2016. Earnings, however, are expected to rise by 4% to $122 per share, with incremental costs related to the coronavirus beginning to ease. Last year, Walmart incurred more than $4 billion in COVID-related costs. Walmart Chief Financial Officer Brett Biggs said in February to expect operating income and earnings per share to be flat to up slightly for the first quarter. Still, the company has been shelling out additional capital to raise wages for workers and build out its relationships with shoppers. The company also said it expected to spend nearly $14 billion in the current fiscal year to build out supply chain capacity and automation to keep pace with demand. Growth in some Walmart's newer initiatives will also be a key focus of this week's earnings report and call. In September, Walmart launched Walmart Plus, a competitor to Amazon's Prime membership offering customers unlimited free delivery on items from household goods to groceries and an in-app payments option. The initiative has been viewed as a key means of retaining customers acquired during the pandemic, though management did not offer Walmart Plus's subscriber number during February's earnings call. Meanwhile, peer big-box retailer Target is also slated to report results this week. Like Walmart, Target's first-quarter results have the disadvantage of lapping last year's exceptionally strong figures. However, Target, with its wide range of discretionary goods available for sale, may have caught a bigger boost from the January and March stimulus check disbursements than Walmart did. 
Consensus analysts expect Target's revenue grew 11% to $21.49 billion in the first three months of the year, slowing from the fourth quarter's 21% growth rate, but matching the rise from the same three months of last year. Target has also seen consistently larger growth in e-commerce sales than Walmart has over the course of the pandemic. Digital comparable sales grew at a year-over-year rate of as much as 195% in the second quarter of 2020, marking the fastest increase in company history. Those growth rates have moderated somewhat in the months since, but not by much. Target last reported a 118% jump in digital sales for its final three months of 2020. While Target declined to offer full-year guidance, CEO Brian Cornell did offer some commentary around shopping trends at the start of the year, suggesting a pickup in in-person shopping, but a continuation of some purchasing trends from the pandemic. They're looking for the opportunity to shop our stores and find new items, Cornell said during a call with investors. They're tired of the yoga pants and really appreciate some of the new assortment we have in apparel. They're still shopping for their homes as they refresh the core. They're still eating at home, so kitchen and food-related items are still really important. Housing data Economic data this week will center on new updates on the state of the U.S. housing market, with reports on housing starts, building permits, and existing home sales all due for release. New home building likely pulled back sharply in April following a surge to the highest level since 2006 in March. Consensus economists expect Tuesday's housing starts report from the Commerce Department will show starts fell by 2.1% to a seasonally adjusted annualized rate of 1.703 million, according to Bloomberg data. After consecutive volatile months due to weather, housing starts declined 11.3% in February, followed by a 19.4% surge in March. We expect starts to pull back only slightly by 0.3% month-on-month to an annualized pace of 1730k in April. The strong weather-driven rebound in March likely overstated the underlying trend for starts, Nomura economist Louis Alexander wrote in a note Friday. He added, however, that limited supply for existing single-family homes should continue to support housing starts over the near term. Those starts likely pulled back last month. Building permits, which point to future home building, are expected to have increased for a second straight month. Consensus economists are looking for a monthly increase of 0.6%, to a seasonally adjusted annualized rate of 1.770 million, or the highest level since January's 15-year high. The surge in housing market activity in 2020 has given way to choppiness at the start of this year, with mortgage rates lifting off record lows and tightening inventory pushing home prices to the highest level since 2006. These factors are expected to have weighed on existing home sales for April, The National Association of Realtors' report on Friday will likely show a monthly rise of just 1.2% for the sale of previously owned homes, only partially reversing March's 3.7% drop. Sales have come down substantially since peaking during the winter, but the level of activity remains elevated. Credit Suisse economist James Sweeney wrote in a note Friday, We expect existing sales to remain robust as mortgage rates remain low. Homebuilders' sentiment remains high and consumer sentiment begins to rebound. To see the full economic calendar for this week, visit yahoofinance.com. For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening.
Unspoken Layer. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> 